us today. Uh, Lewis is 29 years old. Wow, Lewis, you were young, a young buck here out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He attended the University of Louisiana. Um, he had six college collegiate wins. Um, individual, individually qualified for the 2014 National Championship professional wins and the New Jersey, uh, the 2022 New Jersey State Open champion. Um, Lewis, thanks for being on our podcast. Steve, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Appreciate it. Let's jump right into that win. That That's, you know, historic win. First, um, first African-American in history um, to win the New Jersey Open. Um, you mentioned you enjoyed being a pioneer. Sure. Um, just help us understand what that win does for you, what it means. And um, I want to dive into some of those final playoff holes too against Jason Gore. Sure. Um, no, it was great. Obviously being a, um, a resident or grew up in New Jersey, I'm just now married. So uh, that's why I'm living in Philadelphia, but, you know, growing up in New Jersey, um, you know, to be the, I guess the quote unquote best player in New Jersey for one tournament, I don't, you know, I know that's kind of hard to say, but, you know, it's exciting to say. So being the best player in New Jersey for this year is very exciting. And then, like you said, being a three-time PJ Tour winner is also exciting in the playoff. But, um, you know, being a pioneer, there's not a lot of African-Americans playing a lot of golf, especially at the elite level. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Tiger Woods has, has embarked on that journey first as far as being the the really known, you know, known figure, um, black figure in golf. And you got some guys like Charlie Sifford um, and those guys who, you know, grew up in the 60s and 70s and kind of pioneered that uh, venture. But, you know, being the first African-American to win the state open is truly an honor. Um, you know, there's not a lot of people who can be the first, right? There's only one. So I definitely don't take that lightly. Um, right. And obviously represent, uh, you know, a company like Encore doing that. I think that's pretty special. So. Um, you know, I know we're going to get to the ball in a minute and obviously I use the ball during the, during the tournament. Um, but only working with you guys for a couple months now, um, I've had some extreme high success. Um, <laughs> um, and we'll talk about the X, my, my, uh, career with the X one, now the X two. So, you know, just yeah. the goal, you know, that I set out for myself, um, you know, playing junior golf in New Jersey and now being a state open champion, it's almost a dream come true. First, um, first official win with the Bureau X2, and wow. ball yeah. is not not even out to you know available to the public yet. Will be soon. Yeah. Um, so certainly that that was huge a huge win for us. So we appreciate you taking a leap of faith and demonstrating the uh, performance of that ball. But before we dive into that, let's talk about that playoff. You're you're going down you know toe to toe with Jason Gore who. If our listeners don't know, he actually is the most winningest tour pro on the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah. So he's he's been there. He's you know he's won quite quite often. Played on the PGA Tour. Um, take us take us into those last uh, you know the last few holes down the stretch, the playoff, and just kind of the the intensity that you know that you were feeling. Um. So you know, playing in the final group, I got a one shot lead at the time. Uh, after shooting a course record 65, which was pretty special. Um, you know, coming down the stretch, knowing that he's birding and eagling every hole, he made two eagles that round, um, pulled out from the fairway, and then, you know, eagled one on the par five. So, 
he's playing really well. He just played in a tour event last week or that the week prior, the 3M championship in Minnesota. So he's definitely primed and ready to go um, and be able to go toe to toe with him. He birdies 18. I birdie 18 on top of him to get into the playoff. Um, you know, it was just special, you know, knowing that you can trust your equipment, uh, which we'll get into that in my clubs. And obviously I believe the greatest golf ball in the world. That's why I'm playing it. Um, to, you know, trust your equipment down a stretch, you know, windy, blustery conditions, greens are fast and firm, roughs high. Um, so shoot 66 after he shoots 65, tie my course record from a day ago. Um, that's pretty special. That's why you practice, you know, all the hours and, you know, you work out and you eat the kale and, and, and all the stuff you don't want to do, right? Um, <laughs> to come down to the stretch and, and obviously to deliver and then deliver in the playoff is something special. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you're you're the kind of player that likes, you know, knowing where you stand. You're not deterred by, you know, if a guy makes a move, your 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 mental attitude is kind of look, um, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, I'd rather know right. I got to shoot a number than just kind of, you know, uh, the alternative where a lot of guys just say, forget the scorecard. I can't, you know, or the scoreboard. I can't control what the others are doing. I'm just sure. going to do my game. You actually like being in the moment and kind of knowing where everyone's at. And I think that's that's an interesting level of confidence that um, certainly seemed to help you out this time. Yeah, I think that's very important. Um, if you're playing mini tour golf or junior golf, there are no scoreboards. Um, so you're just trying to almost birdie every hole you can, right? You're trying to do the best score you can. Um, and I think if people don't watch uh, score, scoreboard watch, like on the PJ Tour and other tours, um, they're trying to do they're trying to incorporate that junior feel or that college feel into professional golf right because there's no scoreboards when you grow up so uh, but for me you know watching the best players in the world and obviously tiger anybody who's near my age tiger was the the guy right um and he scoreboard watched he knew exactly what he needed to do coming down the stretch what he needs to do so i kind of incorporated that into my game um and obviously, you know, knowing that he holed out, I think it was on 11 or 12, um, you know, and then he didn't birdie a couple of easy holes and then I birdied the easy holes. So it was nice for me to obviously trust my equipment, but obviously know what I needed to do. So that was huge. I guess dovetailing off of that for our listeners that might be in a match, maybe they're they're down, you know, their their opponents, you know, had a good hole. What, what what's going through your mind um, in terms of that? All right, you know, I, I gotta I gotta make something happen. What what advice would you give to them to really flip the switch and and kind of get back to uh, winning the match? Sure, I think uh, especially for my members and and for the customers of Encore, uh, if you're playing in your member guest or your member member or your club championship, always know where your opponent is, um, and hopefully that doesn't dictate. Um, the shot that you play. So for instance, if me and you are playing in a match and I know you're behind a tree, I'm not going to shoot for the flag that's over the water, right? right. I'm going to play sensibly into the middle of the green, hopefully two putt and um, knowing that you're going to have a tough time making par. So I think understanding what's at hand, especially if you're playing a one V one, right. And that, you know, member guess is always two V two when you're playing those nine hole matches at your club understand you know how many shots the guy has right okay does he have a shot here and then if he's in trouble knowing um that he needs to either get out of trouble or hit a heroic shot now you should always 
never underestimate your opponent, right? If he has a 15-footer thinking he's going to two-butt, you need to expect him to make it. Um, I think that's always going to put you in the right frame of mind on what you need to do for your own golf ball, whether if you need to hold an eight-footer to have the match or win the match um, or, or to hit a great shot. But just understanding um, what your opponent's doing during your round of play is always going to help you, um, I think, course managemently, and then obviously, you know, mentally putting you in the right frame of mind. Great advice. Uh, and, and lastly, on, on the New Jersey Open, we'll jump to some other topics. You had some divine intervention there. Looked like you had um, your um, newlywed, your wife was there, your father was there for the win, um, holding up the trophy. And then um, was it a family friend, the pastor that was, was um, you had asked for some, some advice during the, the final round there? Sure. Yeah, so you just, you know, basically the word of, of the day was, you know, read what you sell. You know, um, you know I think all the, all the, the early mornings that, that I've put in trying to, um, you know, practice and, and hone in on, on my game, especially working full time and hopefully playing full time coming soon. Um, you know, you got to you got to, you know, you, you put in the work. Now it's time to, to reap the benefits. And, you know, I definitely saw that in the New Jersey Open, uh, you know, going 13 under on my last, you know, 39 holes, you know, had a three hole playoff. So um, not a lot of people say that they can they can go 13 under on 39 holes. Um, so I just know that, you know, it wasn't a fluke is, you know, the hard work that I put in and, and I'm finally reaping the benefits. So it's exciting for, for me and my family. That's awesome. Love it. We bought you. So certainly um, good, good attitude when you know you've put the hard work in yeah. um, that that it's your time and and own it. Um, jumping a little um, to the next topic on on equipment. We'll get to the ball, but before we jump to the ball, the clubs, I know um, I've gotten to know Bruce size more and the more golf um, technology yeah, and the sure. irons. Why don't you jump into the the irons? What got you hooked on more and then maybe tie that into um, Encore and, and your experience with uh, the sure. Vero X1 and the X2? Sure. So, um, you know, I'm definitely not afraid of, of innovation. Um, I definitely think our game primarily is uh, stuck on, you know, this is what my great grandfather played. This is what my grandfather plays when my dad played. So I'm going to play Tylus or I'm going to play Callaway. Um, and I think that specifically our sport, we're afraid to move into newer dimensions. Um, if you look at any other sport, football, baseball, basketball, um, they've definitely, you know, changed their, their philosophy on offense or defense or um, training um, or dieting. And I think that golf has kind of been stuck in that ways a little bit. Um, you know, for the last, you know, 50 plus years, right? So um, finding Bruce, I've already kind of tinkered my equipment uh, with traditional OEMs, um, you know, bending clubs, you know, choosing different shafts that are not built for, you know, my swing speed. I'm a high swing speed player. So um, doing that, find Bruce's equipment and it all made sense on how he, you know, dismantled the traditional golf club and then kind of put it back together in what looks like kind of like a spaceship type of deal. Um, and it performs great. You know, I definitely, um, you know, dropped my stroke average uh, tremendously using the, the equipment. And I said, you know, why stop there with the, with the clubs and let's go into the golf ball? Because that's the only piece of equipment that you use on every hole and every shot, 
right? So that I think that's um, the most important equipment is the ball. Um, so talking to John Giles, um, you know, introduced me to Encore and what Encore is doing um, and is going to do. I know, you know, we won't tell them what, what, what's coming up next in the pipeline, but what you guys have been doing is, is completely um, groundbreaking as far as ball technology. Um, and for a guy like me who wants to play at a high level, um, you know, I, I can't, I feel like go with traditional OEM golf balls. I feel like, you know, they haven't really um, advanced in the years that the golf ball has been made. And uh, what Encore is doing is, is really fantastic. And I'm really excited to be a part of the team, um, as you know. And, and we're excited to have you. Certainly uh, takes takes two to tango. You know, we we can invent the golf balls, but we need um, skilled players like yourself to demonstrate um, how advanced they are. Sure. Appreciate that and appreciate having you on board team Encore. For the listeners that may not know your story, why don't we jump into how you got into golf? Some of your mentors in the game sure. so they can learn a little bit about what what motivates you and what drives you sure. um so i guess the the uh history of my game is that i picked up golf club around three or four um that's kind of the the pinpoint i guess my mom would say um so i played other sports growing up basketball um baseball soccer um and then obviously when i knew i was going to be six three or running a four two forty um you know transitioned to the golf in the high school and and play collegiately um first team alumni i know you guys support first tee um which is great um so thank you for that so you know played in pebble beach which is the senior event kind of the mecca of of every first tee participant that wants to play at a high level right you're playing with guys like um you know marco mira and tom watson you know i played in 2010 so tom watson was still out there um Hale Irwin was still out there so those guys are our hall of famers right so that was exciting for me and then um you know uh grew up playing public golf uh, you know beating balls on the driver range um you know the most you know talk about my mentors obviously my dad's my best friend um so he introduced me to the game as long as my grandfather and then the uh the most important person who taught me the game was uh, my childhood coach Dick Smith senior who's past president of pga so he gave john daly his pga championship trophy and then he gave uh dave stockton Ryder cup trophy which is the war at the shore which was great and i think put the Ryder cup almost on the map on the uh, u.s soil so he's definitely been an influence in my life and still is to this day um really taught me how to hit a golf ball how to course management and i think that's why i'm you know a great player today is because of him and um and now, you know, uh, my my golf coach, John, John Eisman down in um, Lorton, Virginia, um, is helping me uh, make strides in my professional career. And we've we've been working for a few years now. So he's been great. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited for for the years to come. That's great. And for our listeners that would want to. Get a hold of you, take a lesson, pick your brain. I know you're are you teaching out of Burlington? Yeah, so I'm assistant professional at Burlington Country Club was in South Jersey. I'm also Great. a lead coach at First Tee Philadelphia. So kind of in that aspect, I love the kids. I love impacting the future um, and I love coaching. I love giving back and, and trying to give somebody what they gave to me. Right. Because um, 
I think everybody on this planet, someone has taken their time out of their day um, to either help help you in any situation or kind of give you some advice and some wisdom. So, um, you know, being a pioneer, like I said, being the first African-American to win a state title, I definitely wanted to impact my community positively um, through the game of golf. And um, that's what I try to do. So that's why I love working with First Tee. And then obviously being here, um, assistant golf professional at Burlington Country Club, I have a Hall of Fame head pro and Mike Mack, who's allowed me to uh, to come and work here and help my members get better and um, and give lessons. So uh, I love doing the member guest and and like I said, impacting impacting my membership. So if we if we linked your Instagram, would that be a good way for people to follow and, and message if, if they want some advice? Absolutely. Uh, lessons, um, you know, available, you know, at Burlington Country Club and, and definitely uh, get some advice for playing better golf or, you know, juniors, if they want to reach out for college advice, um, you know, we can do it all. And and last topic here, Lewis, for the listeners that that are looking for a tip, sure. some, some motivation to improve. We're all always trying to get better. Sure. What would you say to them? You mentioned your, your coaches, you mentioned uh, course management and some of these techniques that that were kind of um, ingrained in you. What would you what would you leave our listeners with here today? Um, I think there's a lot of information out there. I think we live in a digital age to where you know you can get golf tips at your fingertips. No pun intended there. Um, whether it be on Instagram, YouTube, magazine, um, you know your buddy who hasn't broken ninety but he's figured out the golf swing. Right. So um, I, I would just really, really um, suggest to our listeners to keep it simple. Um, golf is a sport. Um, and the way I teach is is not traditional in, in the golf aspect. I think you have to look at, you know, baseball. I use lacrosse, um, those kind of sports, because I feel like those are the greatest hitters of the world, baseball. And, um, you know, when they see a 90 mile an hour fastball coming at them, they're not thinking about their bat position. Um, in the field of play, right? So they're keeping it simple. Obviously, they work on their fundamentals, you know, in the cage and things like that. But um, I think golf, traditionally, golf is too fixated on positions um, and not fixated on function. Um, so if our listeners can really keep it simple and it's still a sport, um, it's the stick in a ball um, and just try to move it, move it that way. Um, but, you know, as you keep it simple, you know, course management, keep that simple as well. So don't try to fit and squeeze things, you know, around a bunker or over a tree, either you lay up short or you go over. And I think that you can drop your handicap that way. Um, if you think about it smartly that way and always hit the center of the green, right? Uh, I know yep. we see the PGA tour and there we're seeing the top 5% guys who are winning every week and they're making every putt and they think, you know, everybody should be making a 20 footer, but um, if you hit the center of the green, you two putt every hole, you're going to drop your scores dramatically. And of course, use the right ball, right? Yeah. That's, that's the main key. That's, that's the, uh, the main takeaway, of course. And great advice there. I, I saw Lou, Lou Stagner, um, who's a stack guy, said the difference between a scratch golfer and a high handicapper, um, it's not so much in birdies, right? I think the average scratch only made a couple birdies around. Right. Um, you know, so it was more just controlling the big numbers. Correct. And I think that's that's a lot of what easier said than done. But a lot of what your um, advice, I think, was suggesting, you know, center of the greens, you know, um, 
don't make those big mistakes. Um, you know, be strategic and um, don't think too much. And I know, I know that's golf, right? It's right. It's so uh, it's easier said than done, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Slow cliche for sure. Yeah. Well, well, we appreciate you coming on and look forward to getting this out to our listeners and having you on board Team Encore. Thank you, Lewis. Yeah, Steve, what you guys are doing over there for, to be a part of this family, um, which I, you know, I've tried every ball there is, there is known to man. Um, and to be a part of that, I think the best ball that's been created, obviously, um, that's why it has so much success. So appreciate you and, and, and the guys over there working diligently to keep getting better. And you guys are not fade to, afraid of innovating um which i love about you guys and like i said to play the best ball on the market is is truly magnificent and i just really appreciate it thank you for for being an inspiration to so many golfers and congrats on that phenomenal historic new jersey open win it's a huge huge uh, milestone and, and keep it going we're, we're rooting for you all the team encore is we'll we'll certainly um this, this won't be the last you hear from Encore and, and Lewis Kelly here. Right. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thank you. Take care. See ya.